0: The Old Testament reading is recorded in the prophet Haggai, the first chapter, beginning the second verse.
1: This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Is it, for your, for, it is, is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring down timber and build the house. So that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with his own house. Therefore, because of you, the heavens will withheld, the heavens have withheld their dew, and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on grain, the new wine, and the oil and whatever the grounds produces, on men and cattle and on the labor of your hands.
0: Here ends the Old Testament. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from Philippians chapter 4, beginning the 10th verse.
1: I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you have had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength.
0: He rends the epistle. We stand in honor of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, chapter 12, beginning the 13th verse. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain man, rich man, produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This very night your soul will be demanded from you then who will get what you have prepared for yourself. This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God. Here ends the Holy Gospel. Okay. We're going to have messy fun today. The big word today is contentment. When you go out for Halloween... How many of you will use a bag this size? Nobody? How about a bag this size? How many of you are going to use pillowcases? Okay, and even if you fill a pillowcase up with goodies, Will you be content if you've got a whole pillowcase full of goodies? Would you be content then? Only one does. Oh, two. Okay, because Mama says so. That's right. Now, you don't get contentment by having all kinds of things, having something completely full that doesn't necessarily make you content. Contentment is a matter of your heart, your soul. There are two kinds of heart in the world. What, one kind of heart is like this bag. The trouble with the world is this kind of heart, which is not concerned about God or things that last. Oh, what kind of bottle is this? It is a spray bottle. A Coca-Cola bottle. I was not going to waste good Coke. I, I am going to spray it. Yeah. The heart that gets... <laughs> Crazy. Don't it's not Coke. It's just water. It the heart that gets... The heart that gets selfish and is concerned with things is like this bag. It's wet. Now, if you try putting something in a wet bag, how much can you hold? Well, not much. Especially since selfishness wants more worldly things. Oh my. If you fill your heart full of earthly things, it will all, it's raining. It will all leak out and you will feel very uncontented. As much as I would fill this, And fill it over and over. It won't get better. In fact, uh uh-oh, the leak is getting worse. Okay, I'm going to set it down before we have an accident. So contentment is not getting a bunch of worldly things. It's like a wet bag. In fact if your bag is soaked with selfishness and God would actually come along and try to give you a blessing wonder how many of these you can hold (gasps) I better quit while I'm ahead I might have a big splash on the other hand the other heart is the kind of heart God gave you First, at your baptism. This heart is not concerned with getting all kinds of earthly things. God promises you your daily bread, the necessary things for life, food, clothing, family, all necessary things. This is a strong heart that trusts that God takes care of everything, and therefore it's ready to handle many of God's blessings, And it will never tear. It will never be ruined. So long as you have a heart like this that trusts in Jesus' blessings and not one like this that trusts in worldly things, you're actually going to be contented. Any troubles that come along, this bag will not tear. It will not leak. It will not rip. It will always hold... I can spray that with Coca-Cola, but I'm not going to. That's worldly stuff. So have a godly heart, trust in God's promises, especially in Jesus, and you won't be a malcontent and end up with nothing. Okay, you can go back again. Sanctify them by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Our text for this morning is the epistle reading from Philippians chapter 4 saints of God in Christ Jesus did you like the warning of the antiphon before the psalm was done I was afraid that some people would look at the 23rd Psalm in the wrong way as though God is going to put you beside the still waters he's going to feed you and you're just going to be as content as an old cow that's not the point at all, the 23rd Psalm. All the blessings that are spoken of there are all spiritual. They're like the marbles in the bag. The very last part which says surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy literally chase after us all the days of our life in order to keep us safe and secure. Goodness and mercy that we may dwell in the house of the Lord forever which is referring not to earthly houses or inheritances, but heaven itself. Oh, woe to us if we become like the cows, the Hebrew means fat cows, on the hills of Bashan. When we think that God is there to make us contented so that we don't have to worry about things because we have so much stuff, that's not God-pleasing. That's idolatry. That's putting our faith and hope in the power of things, of our accumulation. We're making the same mistake as the man in the parable. The rich man who had so much stuff, he had to tear down a barn to make bigger ones. Notice in that parable what that fellow thought he could do. He had a kind of worldly, selfish contentment. So, he said, you've got all kinds of good things for many years. For what purpose? Eat, drink, and be happy. Never be lacking on anything. This is supposedly the fullness of all human existence, but it is without God. Notice Jesus' words at the end, thus it is for the one who is rich in things and not rich toward God. In the end, God calls him an utter fool because he loses what is most precious, his own soul. He loses it because his soul has been bound up with the notion of human contentment as though things make you safe and secure and happy and that you have nothing to worry about. We should not be like the fat cows of Bashan who yearn for earthly security by means of things. When Paul wrote to the Philippians, he's talking about contentment. That term contentment means fullness, satisfaction, and peace. But notice Paul is saying it does not come from circumstances. It does not come from things. The people back in Philippi were very concerned about Paul because he was in prison awaiting trial for his life. That's serious business. But Paul says you didn't have any opportunity for demonstrating that for me. Yet he says, I am not saying this because I am in need, because I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Remember, he's facing death. He doesn't even have the ability to pay for the room he's staying in except for people like the church at Philippi. Otherwise, he would be in prison, rotting in the lowest level but he's learned how to be content whatever the circumstances. Where does that contentment come from? It cannot be earthly circumstances. When I get up in the morning on Saturday, even for that matter on Sunday, there are these special shows on the radio that tell me how I can be safe and secure in terms of my earthly monetary planning ever heard these shows the one on Saturday is how to do your proper investing to make sure that you have money for the future so you should never have to worry you'll never run out of money so they claim the guy on Sunday morning is a lawyer who says I know how to fix it so when you go into nursing care the government won't take away all your money Take away your house and leave your family destitute. They're trying to give earthly solutions to a problem that's nagging probably all people, especially if you get beyond maybe 50 or 60. My contentment does not have to do with those kind of things. I am Scottish. I don't waste stuff. That's fine but I shouldn't find my contentment in being a tightwad. You get the idea? My contentment has to do with Christ Jesus and his care of me. He's learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. He says he's actually experienced it. And the term for need means dire need. Paul has gone hungry in the past. He's had very difficult times. He's been in danger from robbers and from many of his trips. He mentions all the shipwrecks that he had gone through. He wrote that to the Corinthians. And yet, in those needs, he was always content. I know what it is to have plenty, on the other hand. The plentiness did not stop him from doing his main work, which gave him satisfaction, that is, proclaiming the good news of Christ Jesus. What does it profit a man, after all, Jesus once said, if he gains the whole world, yet loses his own soul? Paul says, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry living in poverty, or in want. What is necessary for contentment is not something you can provide. As I told the children, you have to have this good, strong bag to hold God's blessings. This is a picture of the believing heart that trusts your Heavenly Father's care and Jesus' redemption fully gained for you so that when the time comes that you have to forfeit your life as in the parable, you won't lose it all. You'll have all of God's blessings even into eternal life. Your faith in Christ that the Spirit first began and created in baptism is what enables you to continue to receive God's blessings and not to try to substitute earthly things as though that can make you safe and secure. The final verse is badly quoted and is terribly used. You probably know that verse where Paul says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Haven't you heard that that verse before? It's been used in the most God-awful interpretations. It's a kind of hang in there, it'll all turn out fine. God's going to get you through come hell or high water, but it's almost always applied in earthly situations. That's not the context. When he says, I can do all things, he's referring to either want or plenty. You see, those can be two terrible pitfalls. If you're in want, you may be tempted to think that God is not taking care of you and lose your faith. Or if you're in times of riches, you may say, I don't need God. I got everything banked away nice and safe. Paul says, I can do everything, that is, everything having to do with Christ and His kingdom through Him who continues to strengthen me. Part of the blessings that we receive in the soul bag has to do with the promises of God's Word. By then the Holy Spirit keeps us strong and secure. So in the end, what's the worst that could happen to us? Some of you are wondering, what's this all about? Today is St. James of Jerusalem Day. There was James the Less. Our church is named after him. James the Greater. We're not named after him. This is James of Jerusalem, the half-brother of Jesus. He is the one, by the way, who is the head of the church right after the time of, the, of Christ Jesus, not Peter. James is the head of the church. He's Jesus' own half-brother. What could be better? And yet there is the account in the book of Acts how the king decided that he should get rid of this fellow. James, the head of the church, the exalted half-brother of Jesus, is murdered by Roman authorities. That's the worst that they could do to him. But in the end, what does he have? He graciously inherits the crown of eternal life. So it is for us. The time God gives us now, the abilities, All of the things that God has granted to our care is meant that we would find our satisfaction not in trying to honker down and protect ourselves, but in freely serving. Our joy and satisfaction is living that fullness of a Christian life as James of Jerusalem did and all the many other thousands of martyrs that would happen over the next 300 years after his death. Contentment? Is Jesus Christ. When you have that safe and secure, the world can't do anything to you. But most of all, you will find your contentment not in things, but in Christ Jesus who loves you. Amen. And the peace of God that passes understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.